and it's live again. It's another take, another podcast. We'll take on sports live Monday morning, 7 a.m. I do this on Monday and Thursday. I want to thank you for giving me your time to listen to my opinions about sports. Today's podcast 1012, disappointed. I'm a Miami Heat fan. I'm not excited about the results that happened last night as the Lakers were crowned NBA champion. They absolutely um, dominated and manhandled my Miami Heat uh, in that game six last evening. Not happy about it. Disappointed. That's all I can say about that. That's it. Um, I'm not a person that's going to congratulate or uh, I'm not a person that's happy with a loss. Let me put it that way. Um, to me, a successful season is when you finish with a W. If you finish with a loss, it's not a successful season to me. And I don't have to look at it from, well, they got there and they weren't expected to get there type of standpoint. I don't have to do that. I can view it the way I want to view it. They finished with a loss, so I'm disappointed. It's just that simple. All right. Something I am excited about is, and that I try to bring, or that I do bring, every Monday, I'm celebrating 100 years of the Negro Leagues. Today, I'm going to bring you a Negro League legend, Mr. Monty Irvin. Now, there are those who thought back in that day, before uh, Major League Baseball was integrated by Jackie Robinson, that Monty Irvin would be the guy. And that's who I'm bringing to you today, Mr. Monty Irvin. They thought that he would be the guy that would cross the color barrier. They thought he was the most talented player in the Negro Leagues that can actually make that jump. But he didn't. Um, He actually went to serve in World War II. And when he came back, Branch Rickey actually approached him about a contract, but he felt he was not ready to play at the Major League Baseball level. So he went back to the Newark Eagles of the Negro Leagues. But later on, he did get a chance to play in Major League Baseball for the New York Giants. He was signed in 1949. He's a World Series champion, uh, winning the World Series in 1954. He's also a Major League Baseball Hall of Famer. He made the All-Star team in 1952. And his number 20 is retired by the San Francisco Giants. And if you don't know, that's New York Giants moved to San Francisco, just like the Brooklyn Dodgers moved to L.A. But that is my Negro League legend today, Mr. Monty Irvin. Looks like, oh, man, wow. He lived almost to be 97 years old. That's impressive. All right. It's been um, it's been a tough couple of hours. I'm going to be totally honest with you in regards to uh, my feelings about last night. But I'm going to push through. Pay attention, Sonny. Pay attention. Hey, boy, pay attention to me when I'm talking to you. All right. Games and individual performances in sports that got my attention. Of course, I'm going to talk about game six. Just going to say simply, the Lakers had two of the best five players in the world. And then they got key contributions from Ray John Rondo last night. Kept attacking the basket. They really stifled the heat with their defense. Um, 
I saw most. I didn't really watch much of the celebration in regards to what the LA Lakers did. I watched this. I watched. I uh, played the post game comments of Eric Spoelstra, Bam Adebayo, Goran Dragic, and Jimmy Butler. They all were disappointed. Matter of fact, I never seen Spo that emotional. I didn't even see him get that emotional after they lost in 2011 to the Dallas Mavericks, and they were the better team. He seemed very emotional. I think it's just it, it, this situation in that bubble really made these guys that are uh, become tighter as a unit. That's both teams and all the teams that make it. I just want to say this. This is a, a big-time appreciation to Adam Silver for being able to uh, do the correct thing, listen to the scientists, create this bubble situation, and to the players for making those sacrifices, to the players' families. They all deserve a big round of applause for what they were uh, – they all sacrificed. Everybody did. I mean, this was not a situation where um, – you know, it just was a one, you know, just it was a collaborative effort by everyone. And good to a uh, great showing by those guys, and especially these two teams that went to the NBA finals. They've been there for the longest period of time. And now it's over. Everybody gets to go home to those Laker fans that like that hit me up on Twitter and has been and been doing that mostly in the finals. And give me a little grief about my Miami Heat. The Lakers won. Okay. And that's it. Um, one of the things that I'm little, I get to keep doing it for Kobe stuff, but then at one point I did see this uh, as the floor letter was pushing through clips and everything. Rob Palenka looked up and thanked Kobe. Rob Palenka, Ecclesiastes 9.5 says, The living know they shall die. The dead know not nothing. Just know not anything, rather. I'm just going to leave that right there. Um, I get Kobe was their inspiration, and that's good for them, good for Laker Nation, good for those players. But I'm going to leave that right there with Ecclesiastes 9-5, and then that's all I'm going to say. So Lakers are the champions, 17, uh, 17 championships in the league history. What the Miami Heat will do going forward, as Spolstra said, they're going to definitely uh, – Pat Riley's going to do what he needs to do to improve. Uh, he's got to get bigger. He's got to get more athletic on the wing. Um, that's pretty much it. I don't know about another superstar. I don't. I know Giannis will be a uh, free agent at the end of the, in the summer of 2021. That makes no never mind to me. Um, the Heat just needs they, – they need to get bigger, um, get a guy that can come in and, and, and give them quality minutes at that five spot. And then definitely get some get a little bit more offense and then more athletic on the wing. I think they're ready to do it. Pat Wright knows what he needs to do. So my Christmas wish list this year is that uh, the Heat will become more athletic on the wing and a little bit bigger. So whoever Pat Riley signed, I'm pretty sure he's going to make sure they're a perfect fit uh, for the Miami Heat organization and to be able to help this team uh, win an NBA championship. They just came up short this year. To the end, F N the L. Uh, first, before anything, this is why I was really a big uh, proponent of Dak getting his money. Because in that league, at any point, it could end your season, possibly, and unfortunately, possibly your career, but your season could end. That was one of the worst injuries I've seen. I've seen others, but. That's one of the worst injuries I've seen. I do not like seeing those type of scenes where the guy's uh, leg or ankle is pointing 
in a direction it should not. Um, I know those players they that were on that field on both sides, the Giants and the Cowboys, were really uh, given uh, – they, they were they were hot there was heartfelt emotion in regards to that injury i saw a lot of players kneeling and praying some guys just had their uh heads in their hands or their hairs in their, their helmet in their hands and just and uh disgust of that that injury that happened um you know this is unfortunate for Dak. he was on a franchise tag and he he was going to bet on himself to see if he can get a long long-term deal and that's the that's the cruelty of the NFL. That is just the cruelty of the business. Sometimes it does not work out for you because you can suffer a serious injury. And now he's going to be on the uh, road to recovery. And it may hurt uh, his payday as far as at, at the quarterback position. We know they're the highest paid players um, on teams in the NFL is the quarterback. So that may hurt Dak. Uh, as far as his future money, but that's not, neither here nor there right now. Um, just hope he get hope he has a speedy recovery and able to make a return um, to football. I don't know if that'd be the Dallas Cowboys or not, but hopefully he'll make a speedy recovery. So that's what my present thoughts go out to Dak in regards to that. In re, as far as the game is concerned, um, Dallas won, you know, and that's the cruelty of the NFL, man. You see things like that happen, the game still has to go on. It, it's no stoppage. Uh, it's, it's no, okay, the game's over, we stop. You know, the cruelty of the NFL is the games have to go on, even though um, you see things like that happen. So Dallas was able to get a three-point win, 37-34. A, a surprising result yesterday was Las Vegas Raiders going to Kansas City and winning. Patrick Mahomes looked pedestrian. He looked off. Um, key turnovers. Uh, I'm going to give the Raiders defense some uh, praise because they caused those key turnovers. But this was one of those times where I'm not going to look at this. This is just abnormal as far as Pat Mahomes is concerned. I mean, you're not going to be perfect in um, in rhythm every single game in a 16-game schedule. You're going to have days like this, no matter who the quarterback is and how much – uh, you want to give him GOAT status on the way to GOAT status. You're gonna, the guys are going to have games where they just don't look like themselves or they have an off day. And he had an off day, and the Raiders didn't. They didn't get him credit. And then on top of that, they did what you should do to Kansas City. You got to control the clock. That's the main thing. You got to control the ball. You got to do everything you can to keep uh, that Kansas City offense on the bench. I mean, 35 minutes of time of possession for the Raiders. And I did not see them winning this game. Actually, I picked uh, Kansas City to win with the points, and they lost. The Raiders were able to pull the upset on the road, and now they're 3-2. and two. And so they are now one game behind Kansas City in the AFC West. Uh, let's see, who else? Pittsburgh. I don't know who Claypool is. I, I have no clue. I don't even think Philadelphia knew who he was. But you're going to hear his name a lot today. Seven catches, 110 yards, and three touchdowns. You're going to hear a lot of Chase Claypool. My nephew's name Chase, so I kind of like this dude. All right, cool. All right, but anyway, you're going to hear a lot about this dude 
Um, he just had a spectacular day, a career day. I don't know what that's like going forward. I was watching the Red Zone channel, and uh, the young man said, you know, uh, Pittsburgh may have discovered another superstar wide receiver. I'm not going quite that far. Um, I've seen plenty of professional athletes have career days. You know, I watched Lamar Thomas catch three touchdown passes on a Monday night game from the Miami Dolphins from Dan Marino. So, no, this kind of, I mean, and then on the other side, Philadelphia, although they came up short in this game, uh, who is Travis Fulgham? Fulgham, who's that? I don't know. But anyway, he had 10 catches for 152 yards. So basically two guys I've never heard of in this game had 17 catches in over 260 yards and four touchdowns. And the guys, the likes that I do know, Zach Ertz, one catch, Eric Brown, five catches, Juju Smith-Schuster, bubble screen to the depth or screen pass to the depth and caught four passes for 28 yards. So this was a day for the unknowns in that game. And Pittsburgh is still undefeated as they went on to win. In another game in a matchup between undefeated teams, um, the commercial actor uh, who portrays a quarterback on Sundays for the Cleveland uh, Browns had an average day. But anyway, the Cleveland Browns got the win. Kareem Hunt, 72 yards rushing. Uh, Phillip Rivers, bad experiment, Indianapolis. I, I don't know why in the world you signed this dude, but it is what it is. It, I, I'm, I'm a little lost. I didn't think Jacoby Brissett was that bad. Uh, your defense let you down major uh, yesterday. Um, but, again, it wasn't – in the Cleveland Browns defense stepped up. A, a big-time uh, uh, performance by the Cleveland Browns defense. They were able to uh, pick off Phillip Rivers twice. So, that is what it is. And Cleveland is 4-1. and one. Can't believe that. Well, it wasn't a matchup of two undefeated teams. It was a matchup of a team that was – Two teams that were three and one, but anyway, Cleveland went on to win, so now they're four and one. And Indianapolis is three and two. Uh, a game was pushed back uh, one week. That was the Broncos and the Patriots. Okay, and Buffalo and Tennessee will play. That's a matchup for two undefeated teams that I was really talking about. They're going to play on Tuesday, so you'll have NFL on CBS on Tuesday and Monday. So okay. Now that the NBA is over, you're going to get sports again. And Major League Baseball is just into the championship uh, round. So you're going to get some more sports. You'll get football on Tuesday. All right, my Miami Dolphins go out west, and they pretty much put uh, Jimmy Garofalo out the game. Not They didn't knock him out the game. His turnovers knocked him out the game. Jimmy Garofalo hadn't been the same since he overthrew that pass in the Super Bowl. He hasn't looked the same. I know he had an injury and all that stuff, but seriously, he he has looked awful. That's that's really the word to use. Cause I mean, since that Super Bowl, he hasn't been accurate. He hasn't looked like the guy before that was the quarterback of this team that that was um having a great regular season, dominating the NFC and moving on to the Super Bowl last year. He doesn't look nowhere near like that guy. The Dolphins put him out of his misery. He threw a high school interception. I mean he just lobbed that ball up there with a safety, an NFL safety is going to have time to get there. If you lob a pass up in the air like that, and the Dolphins picked him off. The Dolphins, like I said, the Dolphins put him on the bench. Fitzpatrick had a great day. Gasicki had a great day. Um, Devontae Parker continues his uh, 
uh, success at wide receiver playing for the Miami Dolphins. Um, started last year, late in um, the second half of the season, and has continued this year. So he's consistency. That was the main thing that was hurting Devontae Parker, and he's showing it now. Preston Williams had a good game. Uh, Gaskin had a good game. So the Dolphins played well. Um, the Dolphins are not as bad as that two and three record uh, shows. Seriously, they, they've been in games. It's just that they haven't been able to produce red zone touchdowns. And they, they struggled at this too yesterday. It's just that they got a lot of, they got big plays that were able to result in touchdowns. But that has been the Dolphins' struggle in uh, games against quality opponents. They struggle in the red zone. And they did yesterday too, but they got the win. They uh, were able to put up 43 points against San Francisco. San Francisco's hurt on defense. It's just that simple. It's, I mean, this is a team where injuries are truly affecting that roster, and that had a lot to do with uh, the way their defense played yesterday. It had nothing to do with Jimmy Garofalo, but it had a lot to do with the way their defense played yesterday uh, with the injuries and the guys that are missing uh, on the defensive side of the ball. So Dolphins took advantage. You, Hey, you play who's in front of you. It's that simple. I hear that all the time uh, from people. You got to play who's in front of you. Other NFL, uh, the Houston, Texas, uh, gave Romeo Cornell a win as they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. I saw this uh, strange fact that the Jacksonville Jaguars are the first team uh, to to give a give winless teams their first win of the season. They gave the Dolphins their first win. They gave Cincinnati their first win, and now they gave Houston their first win. I'm not very happy about that because the Dolphins own Houston's first-round pick, so I just want them to finish with number one overall. I want them to keep losing. So, But anyway, Jacksonville is the gift that gives, that keeps on giving to teams um, that are winless, basically. All right, uh, Alex Smith returned for the Washington football team, and um, after Kyle Allen was knocked out of the game, the reports – during the game was Kyle Allen could have returned, but Ron Rivera decided to stay with uh, Alex Smith. And it didn't matter who played quarterback for Washington yesterday. They would have got slapped silly. Kyle Allen, Dwayne Haskins, Alex Smith, it didn't matter. They just would have got slapped, totally slapped silly because the pressure the Rams were able to put on any quarterback that they had, it didn't matter. They were just relentless. I think they sacked that dude. They got eight sacks in that game against the quarterbacks for the Washington football team. Washington uh, is in up, but guess what? Washington is just, what, one game out of first place in the NFC least? Pretty much, yeah, because they're one and four, and Dallas is two and three. So they're just one game out. <laughs> that's crazy. But that's that division. And that's it. That's all I got for the NFL. Don't want to talk about what Baltimore did to Cincinnati. Um, they embarrassed them, but that that was to be expected. And that's pretty much it. Oh, and then last night I got to talk about this game between uh, Minnesota and uh, Seattle. Minnesota jumped on Seattle real early in that ball game. It was thirteen zero at halftime. Come out the locker room. Russell Wilson just says, "You know what? I'm pretty good." And we're pretty good. And they scored 21 points in the third quarter. Bam, bam, bam. They right back up. And they um, they just they, – it's, it's going to be hard to beat this team if Russell Wilson keeps playing at that level. It really is. I mean, he did have an interception, but the way he throws that deep ball is ridiculous. 
and DK Metcalf. That's his name, DK Metcalf. Yeah, he's legit now. It, I mean, this is this has been con- this been the consistency from this guy. Two touchdowns yesterday, um, and he and he gets he gets behind guys. And Russell Milson just missed him to give him probably a third one because he got hit as he released the ball, and instead of the ball going to the inside, it went to the outside shoulder. Other than that, he had that DB burnt. He was beat. Uh, Madison for Minnesota was able to rack up 100 yards as Minnesota ran for 201 yards. Seattle's not good on defense. That's not that's not up for debate anymore. This has been a consistent thing in 20 uh, for this 2020 season that Russell Westbrook has been able to bail out his defense. And although Seattle is 5-0, and their defense is suspect. But so was Kansas City's last year, and they won a Super Bowl. So maybe defense doesn't win championships. I don't know. You just got to be opportunistic. Maybe that's what it is. But anyway, uh, Seattle got the win. I picked Seattle, but I took the point. So pretty much I lost against the spread. It is what it is. Bad day yesterday, 1-4 against the spread. Not a good day. I was going to pretty much lose anyway with uh, – with Indianapolis. That that game was just ugly. Let me move on. Major League Baseball playoffs. Um we had the American League Championship Series start yesterday. Uh the Tampa Day the Tampa Bay Rays were able to get the two one win over the Chitros. A Rose Arena. A Rose Arena. Four hundred and thirteen feet to dead center. That's nuts. That that this dude, I didn't know who he was before the start of these playoffs. Didn't follow Tampa that much. You should pay attention if you if you're a sports fan and you just watch baseball during uh, the playoffs, or pay attention to baseball during the playoffs. Kind of like myself. Um, this dude, man, that's that's unbelievable. This man has hit all his home runs since September. That's really – I don't know what else to say to that. I mean, they, he helped the Rays get rid of the, the favorite Yankees, the team I had coming out of the American League uh, to play in the World Series. Now it's either going to be the Chichos or the Rays, but the Rays are up 1-0. Got a very good p- pitching performance from um, – uh, I think it was Lopez. No, Snell. They got a very good pitching performance from Snell. And that's the, the, the Rays are loaded, man. They They – they are loaded as far as pitching. They probably have the best pitching staff of all the teams left, uh, of the four teams that's left. I think the Rays have the best pitching staff, and they're getting that. They got they're a solid defensive team, and Snell shut down a very good uh, Houston team. He didn't get many strikeouts, but that was really quality innings that he was able to give uh, Tampa as he was able to hold uh, Houston pretty much to only one run. They hit the ball, but they only got one run. Altuve did go deep against him, but still. All right, today we'll start the National League Championship Series. The Dodgers will go up against Atlanta. Um, This is really a tough matchup for the Dodgers. It really is because Atlanta can hit. They're the best hitting team left to me. Um, I think that um, I think the Dodgers are the more complete team, but the Braves are the better hitting team. That's the way that's going. That's the way that looks to me, in just my humble opinion. So Atlanta, 
it's not going to be easy for the Dodgers to get rid of Atlanta. It's going to be tough. And they're not just those three guys I mentioned a lot, Osuna, Freeman, and Acuna Jr. There are a lot. There are guys on that team that can really hit the ball, and we're going to see what the other stars do. Plus, and Clayton Kershaw, because Clayton Kershaw again not been very good in the postseason in his in his successful career, uh, showing up big. He hasn't. He he's come up short, and. Let's see. Maybe he'll get that turned around and uh, the Dodgers will be able to advance to the World Series. We'll see. And, again, I picked the Dodgers from the beginning, so, of course, I'm going to ride with them to uh, win this series. Um, And the way it looks, it looks like they may be playing the Rays. I think the Rays are are better uh, as far as uh, with their pitching and their defense than the Chitros. So, going to get a coast-to-coast battle, but the game will be played in Texas. That's how that goes. That is how that goes. Um, let's see. That's it. That's pretty much all I got to say. I don't really want to talk about college football, uh, except for the fact that the Hurricanes got dominated. Told you. Tried to warn you. I tried to warn Miami Hurricane fans, and I tried to warn people that been reaching out to me, asking me, is the U back? New. No. Don't have offense line. Got to get offense line, baby. It's that simple. But it's no shame in losing to the number one team. Uh, on their home field at all. And there's this, I've said this before uh, the season started in regards to Clemson. Number nine, Travis Etienne. He is, you won't beat Clemson, you better stop him. I know the quarterback gets all the love, and I get it because that's what happens in football, college or pro. The quarterback gets a lot of credit. Travis Etienne is really good. Really good. He made some fast people on the Miami Hurricanes roster look slow. So, Nick Saban crying. What else is new? Nothing new about that. In LSU, the defending national champion dropped another one. Nothing to it. Hey, hey, in Florida, in Florida, I may get my wish. Because I said, if you're going to let the kids play, open the stadium. You could view this as sarcasm or maybe I'm just warped. That's your opinion. But before this came back, I mean, before college football came back, I said, open the stadium. Let the fans in. Don't let the kids just take the risk. Oh, shoot, man. Open the stadium. Let them all in. And Dan Mullen agrees with me. He wants to see the swamp packed in their matchup with LSU this week. And I could not agree more. Pack it. Fill it up. Don't do no social distancing in the stands. No, no limited capacity. I want everybody in there. Let them all in. Let them tailgate. Let them do everything they do. It doesn't matter. Don't let the kids be the only one that take the risk. Want that all across college football. Everywhere. You want them to play? Go watch them. Pack the stadium. Cheer that on. Let's see how that works for you. I ain't going. Yeah, I said I ain't. I'm not going. That's simple. <laughs> no, sir. Mm-mm. But I want all the people who want to college football. That goose, Georgia. Say a prayer for somebody. Prayer changes things. I holler. Be safe.